What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. It's uh, Tuesday morning, Flagstaff. Sun is splitting the trees, as per usual in Arizona at this time of year. Um, I um, it, it actually means because it's so hot, like we have to juggle training times a little bit. So trying to get out the door a little bit early, um, or earlier, you could say. Um, even though Doha is going to be like hot i still like at the end of the day you can do as long as you have a like a acclimation strategy which like you know i've talked to everybody about um then you don't have to like i think it would be silly to think oh well i'm racing in a hot marathon so you know i'm gonna train at you know i'm gonna start warming up here at about 8 30 a.m um I could warm up at 10.30 a.m. when it might already be 90 degrees outside or 85, 90 degrees. Um, 30, that's probably about 30, sort of 1, 32 Celsius. Um, I just think if you can bank a lot of your training, I think, I think the way running works is like if you can bank a lot of good training with minimum risk, a lot of people um, – and I'm going to use an example here of like let's let's say like a depleted run, um, which actually I do all the time. I I don't have breakfast, um, and if I do, it's like so. I woke up this morning, same as last Friday. You know, I did that a 12 mile tempo last Friday in Camp Verde. Um, I think I talked to you guys about doing that. You know, I was traveling down, and um, it ended up being 31 Celsius. I think that day. Um, I got up at six o'clock in the morning. I had a black coffee, half a banana, and off I went. Um, and that's the way I've always been. So I, I don't like, I'm not doing that for marathon. I'm just doing that because that's what I've always done. Um, it, whether or not it helps marathon, I don't know. So the, the example I was going to use is I think a lot of people focus on like the finer details. So whether it is a depleted run, whether it's, you know, planning a tempo around, like, a course where you can set up bottles. A, lo- a lot of people focus on, or, you know, training at, oh, my God, my race starts at 3.30 p.m. I'm going to try to do all my sessions at 3.30 p.m. Um, I think a lot of people are guilty of focusing far too much on little things like that and um, rather than just banking time. Um, it's kind of like, and what I mean by banking time is just letting weeks go by where you just, you know, if anybody uses Strava, you can color coordinate your Strava to have like easy days. You go to like edit, edit workout or whatever it is, and you can either make it like a workout, make it a long run, or you can just leave it as it is for like easy run. Um, and any time that I've raced well, if I go to training log in Strava, I can see the colors add up. So, you know, on a Monday, you've got the easy colors. On a Tuesday, you've got the workout colors. On a Wednesday, you've got medium long run, which is long run colors. Um, Thursday, you've got easy. Friday, you've got workout. Saturday, you've got easy. Sunday, you've got long run. And if I see like five or six weeks where basically it is like symmetry, if that makes sense. So 
one week to the next to the next to the next they're all the same color so i can see that the i've i followed a really consistent pattern um for five or six weeks I, I don't even look at the details i don't even look at what sessions i did i don't look at because i know that i'm motivated enough that on the tuesday whatever session i did that was planned was probably pretty good in the plan and i probably executed it pretty good um so i think you should focus so i kind of got lost in train of thought there because basically i'm going a bit earlier rather than i'll worry about heat and humidity when i go to like louisiana and that'll be like when i'll train at the exact time of the day that i think is going to be most relevant to the conditions in doha um but as far as like right now is concerned the easier i can get through the week's training the better so if by going a couple of hours earlier it makes the session that day slightly easier that's i'm all for that um and that's and that's a good kind of at the end of the day we we get we don't get better because of one week of training we get better because of like you know it's ridiculous but like 50 weeks of training or um it's very hard if you're making gains in three to four weeks it's probably just due to consistency um, it's probably more psychological than anything because you've got into a nice rhythm and your confidence is built up. Um, to make like real progress, it can take. And what I, what I mean by real progress is, I always think a lot of people focus on like my PB. So you can run a PB because you either go to a course that's downhill, you go to a course where there's a tailwind, you go to a course that just had perfect conditions and a perfect group. I think real progress is when the result that you would achieve every Saturday of the week gets better. So um, at the end of the day, I've often looked back to like when I was younger and, you know, I look at the times that I maybe ran, like, I think when I was like 20 years of age, whatever, I, I, I can't remember what age, what age I would have been. It was 2010, I believe or 2011, so like almost 10 years ago at this point, um, and I ran 29.14 for 10K, um, but there's no way that that was my like every week ability. I couldn't run 29.14 every fucking Saturday of the year. No way. Um, that was like a standout breakthrough performance. Um, which, which obviously just came at a good time. Like I remember back then I had done, um, Andy, I used to train with Andy Vernon. Andy Vernon was away to America for, um, four or five weeks before he raced in like Stanford 10 K. I had basically done four to five weeks, mostly by myself at my own sort of intensity, at my own sort of effort level. Um, and the end result was a really fucking good end result. Um, but I think true progress is when your Saturday, if you were to do a 10K every Saturday, which you don't, none of us do, um, real progress is when that 10K, Jesus fucking Christ, American drivers, it is absolutely unbelievable. Um, anyway, yeah, when that, when that result every Saturday um, gets better. Um, so, you know, if... If you're, if you, if I were to say my average Saturday result right now 
would probably be about 29.20. I'm pretty sure if I raced a 10K every Saturday, I could run about. And, that, and that's pretty much every week of the year. How I felt at, like, the Irish Champs is, is roughly, like, when I'm really fit, like I was at the Irish Champs, that to me is, like, a tempo day. But I even think when I'm, like, not as fit, I could race as hard as I could and run that sort of result. Um, and there's no way I could have done that, like, years ago. No no way. Not not in this world. Um, and I think the, the improve your everyday Saturday result that I'm going to call it, that, that takes years of training and um, because it's your raw, natural result. It's not like, oh, for four weeks I didn't drink alcohol, I lost a bit of weight, I had this really good consistency, and I ran a PB. A lot of people in the world can do that. You know, A lot of runners can do that. It's not that difficult to focus for four or five weeks and like get a really good result out of yourself. But if you're being honest with yourself, it's probably not the result you would achieve most weeks of the year. So that's the kind of thing that I think people should work on improving, because what then tends to happen is if that becomes your every week result, then all you need to do is re- like really put in the work for like four or five weeks and build on top of your every week result. And that's when you have like a breakthrough performance. Because at the end of the day, let's let's say my every week race result is 29.20. If I then train specifically for 10K and I maybe go to altitude or I maybe like whatever, I maybe tune my brain into focusing on a big race coming up in four to five weeks time, that's when I can go and run 28.30, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I can't do that every every fucking week of the year. And I've said this multiple times. Like I'm not a I'm not a two fourteen marathon runner every week. Like it takes it might take twelve weeks of building mentally and physically towards that goal for me to be able to go and achieve that. Um now I think my every week marathon would probably actually be pretty good. Because I think I'm naturally I'm naturally more talented when it comes to marathon and running economy and just holding a solid pace for the whole distance, I think that's where my talents lie. Whereas when I'm training for the 10K, I need to really like, I need to really hammer like specific sessions to get used to that breathing and get used to that like rhythm and get used to like probably the fact that you're going to start struggling even as early as three or four miles in when you're, when you're pushing at like 4.30 per mile and you're on the, if you, once you're at that 28.20, 28.30, like for me, I have to really focus and really work. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough event to get used to. One sec. So yeah, so things are good. Um, that 12 mile like threshold, tempo, whatever you want to call it, I think it ended up being too hard. Um, I like, I, I got up early. I got up at like six o'clock um, I had like there was a bit of a confusion with like flights for the humidity camp and you know it was a bit of a stressful morning and um I dropped Matt at the airport pretty early and then off I went down to Camp Verde um by the time I finished my warm up it was 31 Celsius and you know I I only I looked at the weather after the fact because I didn't really want to know I knew it was going to be hot but I didn't want to know how hot um Emily System was down there and Molly Huddle was down there. And I think we all found it like a tough morning. And uh, they were doing like their own um, stuff. Um, and, and I just came away from it. 
I, 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 the plan was like I told you guys, it was either to do two times six miles or just 12 miles in one go. And basically I set off and I thought my first mile would have felt pretty easy because I'd been having a good week and things had just been getting better and better. And all of a sudden I looked down like maybe half a mile in and I was running like 5.30 pace maybe. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like it was, it was just a moment of, ah, this is going to be a day. Um, and, and so I, I kind of like rallied and I got that first mile ended up being maybe like 515 because I started like pushing um but it, it just became a rough morning maybe it was the heat maybe it was the drive down maybe I just had a day where you just don't feel fantastic but I ended up like grinding it out and I thought that was really important because I've been guilty in the past when um things haven't not necessarily been going well I've put it down to you know oh I'm a bit tired or um and maybe I've like thrown the towel in and, and I've accepted that and my coach has accepted that and we've been like good decision. Um, whereas I think there comes a time that you just have to knuckle down and, and go with flow. And I might have thought internally that it was going to go. I actually thought I would do 12 miles in one go and the first six would be 520 and the last six would be like 510. But I'm basing that on going to Camp Verde in fucking January before Houston Marathon. And in January, like, it's like, I in January, it's probably like 10, 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, and the sun is splitting the trees, and you've left Flagstaff at 8.30 a.m., not 6 a.m., and you're just, it's just a lot easier when that's the scenario. I've, I've never really done longer tempo stuff um, this time of year when it is, like, hotter and, you're leaving flag far earlier and maybe you're just not as woken up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I fucking grinded it out like a fucking true animal. Um, and I just got it done. Like I, I, I didn't care if the last two miles really slowed to like, I sort of gave myself, I gave myself that like flexibility that even if it slows to like 540, that like, that's okay. And like, don't, don't like beat yourself up. Don't worry about it. And obviously it didn't, I say, obviously I actually didn't know, what the speed is, what the speed was going to do. Like, um, at, at one point I think I seen like five thirty, um, but then I like, then I like refocused and, you know, I went to my mantras that I tell you guys about as like, you know, I am an animal. And like the fact that I defended that 10 K title again in Ireland means I'm allowed to say I'm the best in Ireland, um, national champ. And, and yeah, like I, 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 I definitely think those mantras help. Um, I, it might be something you guys believe in, or it might be something you don't or something that you've never tried. But, um, I I think it just reminds you to like snap out of like maybe thinking negatively and move, like move in a direction of just like a little bit more positive. Um, and so I do that quite a lot actually. Um, and, and recently I think I've sort of forgot that I can go to those mantras. So it was nice to kind of give myself a little bit of um, help along the way, you could say. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm where where the marathon training goes now is probably um, there needs to be like a far higher level of discipline, I'm going to say. Um, everything I've been doing recently, even though it's been good, if I go through the last four weeks, I don't know. I, I think one of the keys to running a good marathon is – obviously discipline on race day um 
I don't think these are my trainers. Are these my trainers? Yeah, they are. Obviously, discipline on race day is super important. Probably the most important part for obvious reasons. Um, but I think discipline in the training build-up is really important too because one of the things you're trying to do is like train, train the relevant energy systems. Um, like like and and sometimes it's difficult to do that because you don't necessarily know. Um, but for example, like you know, you want to get your body good at burning fat at the kind of pace and effort that you're going to race on race day. So if everything you've been doing, you know, you might have your best training build up ever, i.e. fastest tempos, fastest mile reps. But like, think about this logically. If most of it, I did a 12 mile tempo the other day. Um, of course, I can do that 12 mile tempo at an energy system that is not relevant to the marathon because it's 12 miles. Like, the only, the only time you truly know that you ran at like marathon effort is when you race a marathon. Because if you end up finishing the 26 miles at a relatively good um, pace, you've probably done a pretty good job at marathon effort. Um, and so I think like, I think I think the last couple of weeks for me, even though like I say they went really well. Um, I don't know if I can truly say, I'm just going to start my warm-up, I don't know if I can truly say that I've been running at marathon effort. Um, in fact, I know for a fact there's a lot of days I haven't been. Um, and so I think the key to the next lot of weeks is just to take it down a notch and move, move in a direction that like, I'm almost finishing sessions thinking okay I had a little bit more in the tank um, and I think that's really important because um, otherwise you're just working like I said the wrong system and then it comes to race day and you get to like you feel really good right because you know you've tapered if you've been hitting sessions too fast you're probably in really good half marathon shape and maybe even like really good 20 mile shape um, and then the gun goes and you feel terrific and then it gets to four miles to go and you're like I'm fucked and chances are you're fucked because you've used up all your fuel because you probably weren't as prepared for the marathon as you thought you were so I think the best way to know that you're running a marathon effort is to go slower than you think marathon effort is <laughs> and you know then it's almost like you're almost certainly going a marathon effort um, because like let's say marathon pace is 5.30 per mile um, if you're a little bit tired on any given day, 5.30 per mile might actually be half marathon effort that day. So if you're running along at like 5.40, 5.45, chances are you're far closer. It's better, Nick Badoo once told me a story about a male marathon runner that he trained and he, did all of his training build up with 
Benita Johnson at the time. And Benita went on to run, I want to say 224 for the marathon. She was amazing. And the male marathon runner that he was coaching did everything with Benita, right? Everything. Every session, every long run, all at her pace. He went on to run 215. So I remember listening to that story and thinking, okay, what you're going to think is, is exactly what I thought. I wonder what he could run if he did his own thing. Nick, the following year, coached him everything at his own paces, his own effort, 215 or whatever. I think he ran a 30-second PB. You know, you can run a 30-second PB just because you pace the pace a bit better or conditions are a bit better or there's a vast number of things you could do differently for a 30-second PB. But the point I was going to make before I told you about the Nick Badoo story was if you run a little bit slower, like the science suggests you get basically the exact same like benefit so long as you're within like I don't know 10 to 15 seconds a mile like 224 isn't a million miles away from 215 and it's not like he'd have been jogging and actually I bet some of the stuff they did he still would have touched his race pace um, but I truly believe the second, the second that you go beyond marathon effort, if the idea of the session that day is marathon effort, I'm not talking about if you do like a 10k type session, or, but if the purpose is marathon effort, and let's say you're doing a 12 mile progression run, or you want to work down to marathon effort, the second you go beyond marathon effort, you know, that's it. Fucked. Your lactate goes to a level that doesn't work with marathon effort. And in my opinion, it's a waste of a moment. Um, because if you do that in your race, you waste your race day. Um, you move the an effort level that you're starting to burn too much glycogen to finish the marathon. You burn too much glycogen, it's just like having just enough fuel in your car to complete the journey and because you drive too fast and you rev your engine too much, you run out of fuel on the way. So I think from my understanding, when you start a marathon build-up, you, you should already be able to run about 18 miles at the speed that you want to race on race day. And then what you do is you train fucking loads, because <laughs> that's what marathon training is. You train a lot, and basically you hope in your 8 to 10 weeks of training, or 12, whatever, 
you move 18 miles to 26. And that's it. Like, you're teaching your body to get better at burning the fattest fuel. And what basically happens is at the marathon speed, that at the beginning of the build-up, you could get 18 miles. By the end of the build-up, you could run 26. Because the proportion of glycogen to fats, that percentage should change. So at the beginning of the build-up, it might be like 90% glycogen, 10% fat. At the end of the build-up, you hope that it's maybe 85% glycogen, 15% fat. And so the mathematics checks out. That means you can store enough glycogen. Gotta turn, gotta flip it. You can store enough glycogen to burn the relevant amount of glycogen stroke fats to get 26 miles and um, so the plan for me now is still pretty cool like i'm in really good shape i'm healthy i feel good and um, i feel confident but now you've got to really be disciplined and start hitting marathon effort or like I told you, what happens is, on race day, you're super fit, but it doesn't mean you're super ready to run a marathon. And sometimes this is why I think training for a marathon by yourself is really useful. Because you don't get dragged in to running at other people's paces. You just keep everything right where it needs to be. And I also think in order for that to happen, you've got to take your ego and tell it to fuck off. Um, so you might not like the speed and effort that you need to run at, but you will like the end result if you do it. Um, and I just fear that Put it this way, before London, when I ran 2.15, the day it was pretty hot, I was doing all my training at sea level, and I think, in fact I know, I was doing most of my marathon effort stuff at like 5.15 to 5.20 per mile. Um, which I know was right because on race day I averaged about 5.10 and so when it's called marathon effort it's not going to be 5.10 in training because you're tired, you're by yourself, you're running around a loop where maybe there's wind and people and um, so the fact that at the minute I did 12 miles last Friday between 
515 and 520 at altitude. All right. Yes, London was like a year and a half ago, but I'm not there yet. I know I shouldn't be matching my sea level speed yet because altitude's really fucking hard. So if I could do um, the Camp Verde 12 miler again, I would start at 5.30 and I would finish at 5.20. Um, it was fucking 31 degrees Celsius. I probably could have started at 5.40 and finished at 5.25 and it would have been a better day. Even though on paper it looks better being faster, it has to be specific. Um, so I'm going to try my best to slow things down and start finishing the day thinking, nice. Okay, another thing that happens if you start running at the right intensity is when you wake up tomorrow and you go for a run, you don't need a jog. So one of the things about this camp is my easy days just haven't been as easy. Um, It means when I, when it's a Monday morning run or a Wednesday morning run, not all of the run, but some of the run, I'll probably be getting down to six minute mile, six ten. And if you're doing that, most days at 7,000 feet, you're putting in work. I can tell you that now. For anyone that hasn't been to 7,000 feet, it's taken me probably two years to get to the point where I can run most days and I don't mind if somebody's pushing the pace a bit. Sometimes it's me. Um, but when I first came, the altitude, um, in order for me to be able to hit my sessions, those easy days needed to be easy, like seven minute mile pace. Now I can run along at six ten, six minutes, um, and my heart rate sits at like 140, um, instead of like 160. <laughs> so things are things are definitely good. Um, feel a lot stronger. I just need to start being confident that what I'm doing is helping Doha. So I can finish eight by mile on the track. I can finish um, 12 mile at Camp Verde. I can finish four mile tempo plus hills and think amazing, great session. But I think deep down, I don't finish and think, nice, I'm one step closer to Doha being a great result. And that's important now. Um, there's only like six and a half weeks left, maybe. So that's the goal. Um, 
that's my warm up finished. And today, today I'm basically gonna do. Um, I'm up at 7,000 feet instead of like 4,000. I think Camp Verde is. Um, and what I'm gonna do is basically do Friday again, but do it right. Um, and I'm okay doing that. Um, I think it'll be quite good. Um, I'm probably gonna do about 12 miles again, but keep the paces a little bit more sensible, you could say. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I have another week. The end of this week, I'll go to humidity. Um, and then I'm gonna come back to Flagstaff after the humidity. So I, I basically get four weeks up high, um, either eight days in the humidity, and then I think it's three weeks back at altitude, and then two weeks back at the humidity. Um, but, but like I say, so that covers like acclimation, but right now I think I have to be smart about the training to make sure, like there's no point being acclimated on race day, but not ready for a marathon. Um, so, yep, sometimes even myself, or I'm sure you guys do this too, but sometimes you have to, I, I, I use the word ego, but um, I don't know what it is on session day that sometimes, like maybe it's excitement, you know, um, things like that. Like it is cool to push a bit harder. It is nice to um, see good splits and stuff. But at the end of the day, the nicest thing in the world is when you have a good result on race day. It doesn't fucking matter what you're doing in training. And I, I think any time that you feel the need to tell people about your training, you've, you've probably done it too fast, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, so there you go. That's where it's at. Um, I, I hope you either gain something insightful from what I said or um, just maybe enjoyed catching up with what things are, how things are going. And... Um, yeah, look, take care, everybody, and um, good luck with your training over the next week or so. Um, Skull.